Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Jewelry isn't a gift you give just once. It's a way to remind your loved one of a beautiful moment every time they see it. Blue Nile can help you find the gift that says how you feel and says it beautifully with expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com and experience the convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com to find the perfect jewelry gift for any occasion. BlueNile.com Alishatic, we are coming to you on a wintry, blustery Wednesday afternoon. Live from the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce Studios. <laughs> Got to reach out to my man John and uh, handle the coffee points. I will say that I went out today at Market Basket. You can get this at Market Basket and use some more. By the way, I went to Awaken Weight. I won any weight loss today, Alice? Mm-hmm. And you know what I did? What did you do? Who's the girl? Who's the? I can't remember her name. Liz. No, not Liz. The one who writes things on the sticky notes. Yes. I can't remember her name either. I got to remember her name. She's awesome. She is great. Uh, but she looked up today, Awaken 180 Weight Loss, looked up today, Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce, mm-hmm. went through the ingredients, checked it off, and sent it to the innovation team just in case. The ingredients are thus. This is the best hot sauce there is. Okay. You know this. I said this yesterday before we had a trade before deal. Before you had the deal. I know. You before did say it was the best one. It's yes, true. I actually, I best actually all around sauce. texted my brother mm-hmm. and Scott and Eddie, three guys who like hot sauces, Yesterday, earlier in the day, saying, I got to say that I think Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Sauce is pretty much the best that there is. Right. It's the cleanest, most straight up, um, delicious, and hot at the same time. It's got everything. Let me tell you what it's got in it. Ready, Alice? Sorry, I got to. I'm so ready to hear the ingredients. It's got the Chelsea distilled Fire vinegar. Sauce. That's compliant. Mm-hmm. Red habanero pepper mash. Real habanero. Peppers, salt, smoked, ghost chili, powder, garlic powder, paprika, onion powder, cumin, dried basil, sea salt. Totally compliant. compliant. And I had some today. Maybe was- they should uh, contact Awaken 180 and do some set kind them of deal gonna, where they can have, like, gonna, like how certain brands have, like, an Awaken 180 seal approval on them. I'm going to get these kids together. So now I um, have... Um, so while, now do you want to tell people the news about my statistics from Awaken 180 Weight Loss? I know. You lost, well, on the scale, like a normal scale, you lost three pounds, but actually you lost six pounds of body fat, which means that you gained muscle mass. 
during that time as well. So six pounds of straight body fat gone. You lost almost 2% of your body fat. So your percent body fat went down almost two percentage points. You didn't lose 2% of your body, but whatever. Uh, You lost two percentage points of your body fat percent. And you lost a visceral fat point. Now, you mentioned muscle mass. You're somebody who's seen me shirtless even this morning, Alex. <laughs> would, you say, would you say that and you're a young lady who was I know. 23 years old when we met? That's true. And you went to college. You've been a yacht bunny for many years. You, were, you especially sent, spent your, um, your teens on yachts and beaches in exclusive places for the little rich yacht bunnies to act. You've seen ripped men. Would you say that I am ripped? I mean, yes, obviously. Thank you. The prosecution rests. I mean, I think so. Actually, I, you're now, I believe, the weight that you were when I met you. Well, you're the weight you told me you were when, when you met me. Anyway. Why would I ever tell you that I weighed this much? <laughs> That's crazy. I don't know. Maybe you were honest. No, I was not honest. Well, that's, I mean, you did say to me today, like, why didn't I tell you that I weighed 150 pounds? And I know I believed a lot of things about you, especially at the beginning of our relationship that you said that we're not 100% accurate, Mm -hmm. possibly. However, um, I don't think I would have believed that you were 150 pounds. Do you think that any jury would convict me for lying to you (laughs) about everything? No. No, you're way too cute. They would never convict you. This is exactly what every, the guys listening <laughs> want to hear right now. Morgan says you're pretty much Thor in the chat. Correct. So. Thank you, Morgan. Thank <laughs> See, you, Morgan. See, so no, you're doing great, actually. You've lost more than 50 pounds overall. You're in the 50s for pounds lost. I'd have to look at exactly what number, but in the 50s anyway. And you're doing an awesome job. And you've lost more than that. Of- Alice, let me tell you something. What? I understand that you have um, uh, an emotional deficit somewhere that makes you love me, but don't praise me for doing an awesome job after spending like two and a half decades of standing over the sink, ramming linguine down my own throat. Alice, I am a glutton undeserving of any praise. I know. I think the fact that I (laughs) indulge you way too much made you get fat. Yes, it did. Yes. <laughs> like, if, if I were meaner to you, you probably would have already been skinny. Alice, do you realize how my behavior, especially when I was 37 and you were 23, <laughs> how my behavior around other 23-year-old co-eds was <laughs> changed generally? Like, when I used to go into Harry's Bar in Brighton, before you came along... I was a very, I acted like a very different person, not the true glutton I was, etc. Because there was cute co-eds everywhere. Mm -hmm. There are rules. They get easily uh, put off, obviously. I had no chance anyway, but then again. But yes, I had all the good things, and so I took them. I got to have the girl and continue to eat and continue to drink and continue to smoke and continue to use heroin and continue to use all the things. I'm somebody who can't be allowed to have everything. <laughs> I can't be. That's why the penitentiary system is probably somewhere that's good for me. Speaking of. Yeah. Didn't you say you had a guest? Not for tonight. No, but at some point? Yes. Um, I can't remember Michael's last name. I can't. I just talked to him today. I don't remember what you told me either. Lebo. Lebowitz. Michael Lebowitz, who just got out of prison. 
uh, in Connecticut will join us. We could make, do we can do it this week sometime. Very interesting guy. Got in the, his he grew up kind of a punk thug. We'll find out out of it. Mm-hmm. it. And then was either stabbed somebody or I don't know, I don't want to get it wrong. Anyway, about 20 years ago, you messed up and hurt some people. And um, was convicted, went to jail. I don't even know how he got. All, I've only talked to him as I've only debated him as a, he's. He then spent his time improving his life, improving his mind. He's a real learned kind of constitutionalist now, libertarian. Hmm. And he is now out of jail after after twenty years, and it's very interesting. It's uh, it, although they've moved him once to one jail, but like today or yesterday when when he they're processing him out in the mm-hmm. morning. He had to go return his mattress and his other belongings that were in his room to this processing center. The same one he had checked in through. Right. Now he's checking out. When they he put gave all them, your stuff in bags or whatever. He gave them the mat- mattress and the stuff. They gave him his um, passport and ID and social security card. And his friend, his friend like su- Stubbs picked him up. Hmm. <laughs> And they went um, over to a place, and they had first thing he did. So I was tr- assuming that the first thing he did was he said he checked in on his girlfriend, which is probably the first thing you're gonna do, right? If so guy. did she stay with him in a relationship the whole time? I don't he was know. In there? I will find out. I don't know about that. I, don't know, I know there are women who like date people in jail, especially I like know, real big psychos. Yeah, I'm familiar with a couple of them. Um, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but so the first essentially thing he did. I was going to say that it Stubbs wants to take him to, to a strip joint, right? That's what you do. <clears throat> he said no. First thing, it's funny because he's much more mature than I am. <laughs> Maybe I, the jail does that to you, yeah. or prison rather. So he, um, so he went out and he he had a big breakfast, an omelet with um, with home fries and a big Coca Cola because mm-hmm. he couldn't get that in jail. You'd probably like. If you went to prison, you'd probably come out like so mature with so much like self control and like yeah, I need to be in thin and like yeah. <laughs> well I mean, read. You'd probably like read stuff in there. Absolutely. <laughs> Although maybe I'd still resist that. I just kind of just look at the wall <laughs> and be satisfied. But anyway, he went right from that breakfast to getting a slice of pizza, and then uh, and he's been like eating for the last couple of days like because <laughs> the food's so good on the outside. Yeah, he, we can't. He, he's looking forward to seeing a movie. Told him he's not going to believe movie theaters now because they're so nice compared know? to twenty years ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so that is it. Uh, Alice blog. So, guess what? I also booked a guest for my podcast. What you have a podcast? Yes. What what podcast is that? That's the fifteen seventy project that I'm pulling out of retirement. I did do a, a thing with Jeff Deal right around the election, um, but actually, uh, I am going to have John Featherston on. Very nice. What does what does John do? John, I don't know what he does like for an actual day job, um, but he's very involved in Republican politics. Obviously, also a men fan. Yeah, um, well, he's doesn't he do real estate, John? I have no clue what he does for his day job. I just said that. I don't know. But I've, he had a, he had the show in Worcester for a while, right? Yes. Then, um, so he had like a weekend radio show, not in Worcester, in like Central Mass. He lives in Ashland, so like the Framingham area. So, but he's been like a selectman and on all these. If Ashland's like by Framingham. No, pretty sure it is. I think Ashland's down where next to where um IKEA is. Uh, why don't you search it while I finish telling you this? Um, 
and he is running for GOP chair because obviously, like the the election results in Massachusetts were not what the Republicans right by Framingham. Okay, thank you. Um, Abington is what I meant. Okay. Abington. Well, yeah, no, different place. Um, but yeah, so he's so a bunch of people are looking at running for GOP chair right now. Um, uh, but I just wanted to talk to him about it, get his take on, you know, what's what's wrong with the Massachusetts GOP and what's wrong with Massachusetts and what they can think they can do better compared to what they're doing right now, because obviously this wasn't the way people wanted it to go. And there's a lot of like infighting and factionalism. And I'm not really interested so much in there's lots of like sniping at each other that happens from both sides. There's like a bunch of lawsuits, both between people in the mass GOP really, and like the state's investigating campaign finance. There's like a whole bunch of, yeah, they like locked Jim Lyons out of the account and he's suing them. And like, it's a whole, it's a whole thing. So, and they blame Jim Lyons and Jim, the Jim Lyons people blame the Baker people. And it's like, I'm not so much interested in like the ins and outs of that fight and like arguing over whether or not people had a quorum to approve the budget of the state committee. Like I I don't really, that, that kind of blow by blow doesn't interest me so much, but I am kind of interested in his take on stuff, especially since he is a Mena fan. And it's funny because I didn't realize until I forget when I noticed that he was like in that universe on Twitter, because in the context where I've known him, he's like he's so much more like buttoned up than that. Like I've seen him like running caucuses and doing political stuff. So so it's interesting to me. I don't know. I'm, I'd just be curious to get his take on like where he thinks the party should go, especially since he's running for GOP chair. Like if you're going to run the party, I think you should have a perspective on what you think the mass GOP should be doing differently than what they're doing right now. So I'd be curious to hear it. I don't know. Um, I don't know. I guess whether or not like I'm fully on board the John Featherston for GOP mm-hmm. chair train probably depends on who else is in there. Um, I don't know. There's been some names floated, but there is nothing really official yet. I assume Jim Lyons may not run again. I do not think he will have the support if he does. And I think he knows that. Who's my girlfriend? Mike Kirsten. Kirsten Hughes is yes. not going to get back involved. I don't think um, I've heard the guy who's currently like the vice chair. Uh, whose name I forget, Feitman, something like that. He's probably going to run. There's um, Amy Carnavale, who's uh, she's been on the state committee forever. There's there's a few people talking about it. Some more might jump in. I don't really know, but I don't know. The John Featherston run for GOP chair intrigues me. He's been tweeting about it a lot. So Your I'm, hips look sexy in the wide shot of you. Thank you. Um, so I'm going to talk to him about it. I think it will be fun. The female form is different than the male form. I don't know if we're allowed to say that anymore. Is that hate speech? Is YouTube going to kick us off? Ooh, hold on, Alice. Phil, Phil. What do you mean, Phil? Um, I just filled a whole bunch. You had every opportunity to do stuff. Tommy in New Hampshire says, pretty sure he camped out near Murchison's house before the rally. That's possible. I do remember him being in some kind of Minifan rally thing, don't you? I think that's when I noticed he was a Minifan on Twitter. Um, it was something like that. Do you remember they did some big rally like that? Like yeah. early on in the show? Oh, uh, where Murchison lives. Mm-hmm. And I did notice that he's mentioned in at least one, like I'm listening to the old ones, he's mentioned in at least one, like, upcoming KMS. Have you ever heard of F- Framebridge? No. 
What's Framebridge? I don't know, but I want to try to endorse them. <sighs> oh, okay. Framebridge. That's the thing I use, Ellis. Oh yeah, you use that all the time. You I'm, love I'm it. Going, I go on and off. On and on Constantly about. using Framebridge. I noticed frame that bridge. about you. Um, so anyway, I also wanted oh, it's to talk about, about frames. I'm I'm a frame guy. Look at this room. What do you mean? It's literally about frames. Look, I'm a frame guy. Yeah, you love frames. Yeah, you always... uh, there's a lot of frames in this house. I can tell you that. I'm constantly trying to get rid of them. It's ridiculous. So, um I did want to talk about and I know you probably covered this on your show today, so you probably don't want to do it again, but I did want to talk about the um Julian is a mermaid book. Yeah. Um which it has like the accent on the A of Julian, which made me think it was like Julian, right? Like Julian Castro. Is it not Julian? Well, on the video that you had of a person reading it, they called it Julian as a mermaid. So I don't know. Anyway, uh, this is a controversy in Connecticut. This book has been controversial before because it's a book about mm -hmm. a boy who uh, imagines he's a mermaid and dresses up as a mermaid when he sees some women dress as mermaids. And then his grandmother's accepting of him and right. stuff. Um, and in the book, on two pages in the book, well, actually, it's four pages, but two occasions in the book he strips down to his underwear he also wears makeup too just right you know to fully flesh it out um well and you, his hair grows when he turns the, into the, a mermaid in his imagination article? well i i saw the patch article but what i wanted to get at was i want to read the patch article okay. because the superintendent Who's doctor something? Doctor at Adley. I'm pretty sure you have to be a doctor to be a superintendent anyway, in this day and age. He, um, he um, both says this has nothing to do with a social emotional learning while saying this is so, he contradicts himself. Right. It's so interesting how he embeds. Right. He the, says it's part of the social and yes, emotional it's learning. Not the, curriculum, curriculum. not the curriculum. But what I thought is so interesting, and I do want to read this patch article, so I'll read this first. This I can go in that order. Um, you know, following a review from the school district's curriculum team, a memo explaining why the book will remain in curriculum was sent to parents last week who had voiced an opinion on the book. Half the people the memo went to were in support, half were opposed. Okay, you can use my phone if you want. Uh, the book depicts a young boy, Julian, who, while riding the subway home from the pool with his abuela one day, notices three women spectacularly dressed as mermaids. Etc. The memo from the school district explains that in part, while gender identity and self-expression are not teaching points in the unit of study with the book, these aspects of the story may be relatable to some students. Some illustrations show Julian in his underwear, but the curriculum team said such a depiction Here's is not... Here's a little not... bit of a reading of the book. It is flores, flowers. He's got a plant. He's got flowers. He wrapped them around him. He made himself a little dress. She gave him a necklace. She's helping out with his mermaid outfit. Isn't that nice? Uh, said such a depiction is not uncommon in children's literature, such as Mowgli in the Jungle Book, Tarzan, Captain Underpants, and other accessible children's literature. I also find Captain Underpants disgusting, and By the way, by the I'm way. not sure about Captain Underpants, but Mowgli in the Jungle, Mowgli has no choice but to have a loincloth. Neither okay? does Tarzan. Right. So, I mean, this is a bit... The fact that a superintendent is trying to mm -hmm. deceive people, 
tells you he's a pretty malevolent dude. Additionally, the main character is a young boy, and his relationship with his abuela is something to which many children can relate. The actions of the character are consistent with how a younger elementary school age child would behave, the memo says. Once again, another decoy, another false... Mm -hmm. uh, I'm getting to that, though. Uh, he told the patch the book is used and selected to support the district's social and emotional learning curriculum. Hmm. And it also supports concepts of diversity and unconditional mm-hmm. love. It also supports overall district goals, the strategic plan and vision of the graduate. He added, the story told through words and pictures is fundamentally about a boy who dresses up as a mermaid. The book does support the diversity of books in our elementary classroom libraries, but is not used as a lesson on gender identity, expression, or transition. These topics are not in our elementary curriculum. That's a ballsy paragraph to write. It sure is. It sure is. Later on, all the woke stuff, but it's not the woke stuff. Later on, at an October 25th meeting, a parent spoke in support of the book. This book is about affirming. It's about being seen and being loved. It is not a book about transitioning. There is nothing in it about transitioning. It's about having the social-emotional wherewithal to accept someone and be kind when they put out a bid for affection. The book was published in 2018. Can you turn that volume down, please? And has since been translated to 14 languages. In 2019, the book won a Stonewall Book Award, which is presented to English language books that have exceptional merit relating to the LGBTQIA plus experience. But it's not curriculum. It's absolutely everything but curriculum. And so this is what kills me, because the book has a big, if you like go to try and buy it on Amazon or anywhere, it has a big badge on it that says it won the Stonewall Book Award. And then at the same time, they go, but this has nothing to do with gay. What are you possibly talking about it's, not the it's like the most the insane gaslighting yep. so then i watched the whole video where the guy reads the whole book aloud and like so that i would see the whole the context of the book right reads is reading two kids uh, i watched the boston children's okay guy, that's not a bad boston uh, not boston children's hospital uh, boston, boston children's museum. museum um and so i watched that whole video so i could get the context of the whole book and one of the things i noticed about it is that in the do you, did you read the whole book with the drag queen or whoever? Uh, I don't know if I got... So it. so what uh, do you think they do at the end of the book? They twerk? Well, Hezabuela gives him a necklace to show him that she accepts his mermaid outfit. Yeah. And then they go and they find the ladies who are dressed as mermaids who are going to the Coney Island Mermaid Day Parade, which is a real thing yes. that coincidentally I- happens in June. And is not technically a gay event, but is a it big. Is it's a big pride event that's very considered very very LGBT uh-huh. friendly, and has a lot of drag queens dressed as mermaids and other stuff. And so this book is obviously deeply connected to the gay community, yeah. to the gay experience, to the idea of transition, to the idea of. Not just of a kid dressing up and making a story in their head, which is what it's trying to sneak in as and what they'll tell you, like, there's nothing in here about transitioning. No. But then at the same time, like, they all know what it is. They all know what it is because it's referencing their culture that they're trying to push on kids. They're giving it awards because it relates to their community. They all know what it is. They're pushing it as part of the social emotional learning stuff. They're not. They're not pushing it because it's a book about a kid learning to dress up. You know what I'm saying? Like, what's where the wild things are about? Monsters on an island? I mean, yeah. But that's also a book that's also about 
kids relating to their parents and a kid dressing up as something and being a beast and like whether or not their parents accept them and stuff, right? That's why I picked that particular one. But that one, for some reason, didn't win a bunch of LGBT awards. Why is that, do you suppose? Because I don't know. Because there's not an LGBT agenda to it. And to this one, there is. And that's what I'm saying is like everything about it, top to bottom, like they know it's an LGBT book. When they talk about what are good like LGBT books for kids, this is one that comes up along with like Princess Boy and what's the one with the penguins where the two male penguins raise a baby or whatever. Right, yeah. uh, like, they know. And, I mean, like, they, they try the same thing with the stupid penguin one. They're like, it's just a book about penguins. It really, There really were penguins that tried to both boys raise an egg or whatever. It's not the curriculum. It's not well, in right. the curriculum. It's just about penguins. It really happened. It has nothing to do with gay. Like, but you know it does, which is right. why it's so disingenuous and gaslighty. And, like, you should never trust anyone who's saying this stuff. Like, it's, it has nothing to do with trans. Transition, it doesn't come up right. in the book because the you know right. what the story right. is they do the same thing with the stupid crayon book you know the crayon one mm, i don't know there's one where like a red crayon has a blue wrapper on it and he or vice versa i forget what it is and Ugh. he like thinks he's a red crayon the whole time and everyone's like no you're a blue crayon your wrapper says blue but he knows he's a red crayon and right. they're like it's just a book about except being who you truly are like no it's not it's a freaking metaphor for being trans that you guys came up with that you put in a book to specifically mean that through your own intention and now for you to sit here and tell me that i'm imagining that agenda in my head is so fake like you cannot be honest with these people you cannot engage in an honest discussion with anyone who talks this way about this curriculum in schools right. because they are a hundred percent dishonest there's a woman quoted in there who's against it uh-huh and she for like a few days since late october or october 25th whenever that meeting was the board of ed meeting she spoke uh, and she's quoted in there saying she's got concerns mm-hmm. about this happening. And she was on Fox this morning. Right. And tell me, how, did you see her on Fox? No. First of all, she looks absolutely terrified. And listen to how she starts out. approves this book about a boy wanting to be a mermaid, calling it appropriate reading material for second graders. The Darien School District claiming it's harmless literature, telling Fox and Friends first, quote, the book is not used as a lesson on gender identity, adding the topic is not in our elementary curriculum. It's not there. Megan it's Watcher in your imagination. In that didn't happen. She she to differ, and she joins us now. Megan, thanks for being here. This book shows pictures of a she young boy petrified. dressing as a girl, drag queens, and a boy being paraded around semi-naked with adults. Megan, why is this book being taught to seven-year-olds? Hi, good morning. Uh, You know, I wish I could answer that question for you. Um, But before we get into the discussion, you know, I just want to make it very clear that my family and I, we support the LGBTQT plus community. Uh, You know, my concern for my daughter's education has caused some misinterpretation about my feelings towards that community. So I just want to make that crystal clear to whoever is watching. We support that LGBTQT plus community and we support the teachers in our town. Think maybe she's feeling a little heat? I would say she's feeling a little heat. I mean, that's 
that's the thing is that if you stand up to them, if you publicly say anything, they will come for you and they will try and ruin you. You're a bigot. You hate gay people. You don't support teachers. You don't support the curriculum. You're causing trouble. Like they'll make your life miserable because they know that that's the way to get you. They know that that's the way to get you is through your kids and through the school and that by literally just by being mean to you and or to your kid, which we've personally seen in our lives, they can get you to shut up because because if you keep talking, because if you keep talking, they're just they're points are destroyed because they're liars. They're liars and they're dishonest and they absolutely have an agenda that they are pushing on kids. It's like not a deniable thing, right? And so that's why they they hate when people speak up. They hate when people show other people what they're doing. How many school board meetings have they stopped because somebody tried to read that um what's the comic book one that's yeah, terrible? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the gender queer. Yeah. Because people will like read the lines from that book or whatever in the school board meeting and they're like, oh, you can't read that in here. And people are saying like, but you're reading that to my kid in school. But the more you expose what they're doing, that's why they hate libs of TikTok. All libs of TikTok does is take videos they put up and are proud of and are what they really mean and display them to people who might not like the videos. Right. Like that's all they do. That's all they do. They hate when you show people what they're doing, because any person who reads that book can see what the point is that the book is trying to make. Right. And can see that it's that it's not the point that they well, they know that it's the point of the book, but it's not the point they say the book is making when they turn around and tell you that what you're seeing with your own two eyes isn't there right they look at it and they just sit there and go like what do you mean it's just a book about a kid dressing up didn't you ever dress up as anything as as a kid it's just about a boy and his grandmother like what are you trying to say you're seeing all kinds of stuff that's not there it's in your imagination like it's not in your imagination and they know it otherwise they wouldn't have given the book the freaking gay gold medal book award (laughs) and you know what else is interesting it's not a good book so, I mean, I think the illustrations are kind of lovely in a way. But why is the illustration necessary to have the kid stripped down to his underwear before he puts on his drag stuff? Why is that? Yeah, and why does the grandmother take him in his put... drag outfit in his underwear on the subway to go to the Coney Island Gay why, Pride why Mermaid Parade? The, why wouldn't the kid just be like in pants and if he was into dresses, have a dress over the pants? How come it's important that we see that? I'm just, it's just, just very interesting. Like, once again. Once yeah, again. I'm surprised they didn't have him. And he sort of, it's funny because in his like fantasy sequence in the book, they have him like where he's imagining being a mermaid, like his hair grows. I'm surprised they didn't have him imagine himself mm-hmm. with like a bosom in the middle of the picture yeah. book because it would have been like we're playing, right there we're with where like they are. We're ridiculous games here. Everybody knows this is performative BS. Everybody knows this is psychotic. People know it. They know. There's no way they. Well, yeah, you can. You could look at the book and you can see that it's insane. But also, insane. like Allison, in, in, when they had the drag queens at Fenway Park. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, "What the f- are you talking about? You insane Hollywood ass." So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. 
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. First of all, these drag queens who are at Fenway Park, they're not attractive. Many of them are fat. These are men who are in their 40s, some of them. Second of all, they can't sing. Third of all, they can't dance. There's no talent happening. They're just dressed like harlots, acting like slutty women, or their idea of what a slutty woman would act, in vamping around, showing some kind of, like, bodiness that's supposed to be um, verboten or something. And it's like thumbing your finger to play, whatever it's supposed to be doing. It's stupid. It's not a talent whatsoever. There's nothing. And so people... The same kind of people who stand in front mm-hmm. of Monet paintings for 45 minutes, you know, looking at the style and taking it all in because right. are pretending that this is fine art. It's not. Well, it's right. Not. And also, if you're going to have talentless people at Fenway Park, you know, dancing on platforms. Right. In women's lingerie, if you were to replace them with 22-year-old BC co-eds. They'd be kicked out because kicked you're not even and, allowed to wear like a and, scandalous top. Right, they'd be arrested. Park. But a man can <laughs> do that as long as a man does it. That's fine. And we're pretending it's it's all it's all brave pretend. and beautiful. Yeah, and it's so funny because you raise such a good point where it's like. There's so many comparisons that the left will make, like, well, people on the right bring their kids to Hooters. Like, we have brought our kids to Hooters, by the way. I mean, I don't... There's this one, like, manosphere Twitter guy who, like, believes that everybody needs to keep bringing their kids to Hooters to, like, especially boys to turn them into alpha males Mm -hmm. during their life and all that's ill with America would be fixed if parents would just bring their kids to Hooters. I'm not that all in. Although we do know somebody who got brought to Hooters a lot as a kid by her dad and is very well adjusted and great. Yes. Yeah. But also Hooters Hooters is not sexual. They're just girls dressed up in cute outfits. Right. The girls, it's they're also not hitting on you. They're not hitting on me. They also don't have school sponsored Hooters girls reading books to little kids in their outfits with their legs spread wide open in the middle of the elementary school library. That's right. not a thing that happens. Well, right, because... because <laughs> that would be that, freaking that, weird. Because, on, because if you have a girl dressed in a Hooters outfit, the outfit is meant to sexualize the waitresses because women are curvy and are appealing to men to look at. Right. So, but But if you have that in a school, obviously, then you're sexualizing the reader for some reason. So now right. we're, but these drag queens are also being sexualized. Mm-hmm. And it's it's weird that we allow it if, if certain people do it. Right. And then there's a whole bunch of people who are like, oh, but toddlers and tiaras. And I'm not willing to tell you. I mean, there probably are some people that put their kids in child drag queens that vote Republican. In, not child drag queens. Child, um, what's it called? Pageant competitions mm-hmm. and whatever. But the vast majority of normal people, including most Republicans and certainly anyone like socially conservative, thinks that's also bad. Mm-hmm. 
those like child pageants and the parents like spray tanning their kids and putting all that makeup on them and stuff. It's kind of horrifying. And like, I think, I think most of the, the same people. The reason the people... show is a hit, Alice, is so that you can hate the parents. Right. And I think that most people, uh, most of the same people who don't like, you know, 45 year old men dressed that way talking to their children also don't want their children dressing that way. <laughs> Right. For pageants or not. Like, I think that there's a significant overlap between those groups of people. By the way, can we say something about Hooters? Because my family had mentioned it when we were in South Carolina. Because um, there's so many false things happening about Hooters. One, my uncle, who will not who will not name, was saying that the chicken wings at Hooters are fantastic. It's kind of like... You, Everybody always says It's that. kind of like reading Playboy for the articles kind of mm -hmm. thing. The chicken wings are just fine. There's nothing special about any Hooters food. Mm -hmm. It's just fine, as fine as anything else. That is just something that people say to have, to have an out to make it interesting. And two, there's also nothing offensive about Hooters. They're just they're just waitresses. And because of my cousin, like seemed very like there's nothing I'd want there because they people are under the assumption that it's strip joints or something. It's like Buffalo Wild Wings with shorter shorts. Like that's all it is. Right. I mean, it's fine. Right. I mean, there are, or, or at least there were. I have not been in them, but I mean, there was, what's that bar? What was the bar near Faneuil Hall, the pool hall? I mean, there are places in Boston where in the 90s, the girls were much more scantily clad dressed and you, they were known for it. Um, it. Was it Jillian's? No, I don't know. It uh, was Jillian's. Was Jillian's. That was like Jillian's. on Lansdowne. Yeah, that wasn't. Yeah. Nah. But anyway, like there are places. It is, a, you know, this, generally that's for more adult people, but. But um, and by the way, women are beautiful. It's they're different than men. It's okay for women yeah. to be beautiful around women, and other women are. And by the way, it's healthier for kids to, you know, see attractive women dressed as attractive women than it is for them to see, you know, overweight middle-aged men dressed as attractive women. Like it just is. Sorry, but that's, you know, it's not an equ it's not an equivalent thing. Yeah. I'm not saying I don't want like the slutty stuff anywhere around my kids, really. But like if if I have to choose between the two, like a 20-year-old Hooters waitress dressed in short shorts or, you know, like a Tom Shattuck dressed in short shorts reading to the kids at the school live, like I you know one is better than the other. It just is. Yes. Like, I, I don't like my kids being around slutty people of any gender, but like an attractive 20 year old girl gets a different, is on a different sliding scale well, than a 45 year old fat man. Like that's well, just uh, how it goes. But I'm also sorry. Because, because an attractive 20 something year old girl is not pretending to be is, something they're well, not. Yeah, yeah, yes. Is the wearing, tilted well, kilt, well, says Dave. Right. They don't. The, the only one around here closed. I think the only that, that's not the one that was in Faneuil Hall. This was um where the Hard Rock Cafe is now. It's that one. Um, but the but for instance, an attractive twenty something year old girl is feminine, has feminine features, feminine makeup, feminine hair, mm -hmm. and feminine clothes. Right. A guy. Squeezed into those clothes is not the same thing. Yeah, it doesn't come. Me in the itself. same poly girl outfit and right. you in the same poly girl right. outfit are two different propositions. Yes. <laughs> They're not would, the same. I would thing. say that is correct. <laughs> correct. I, I mean, this is a. And anybody who pretends that they don't know that that's true is already right. being dishonest with you. But the easy, low hanging, but like public company fruit is. Oh, come on! It's just fun. It's lighthearted. Whatever. 
and I get it. And you know, I've been to plenty of drag shows and gay bars and all sorts of things. Whatever. But it's not a kind of fun that belongs around six year olds, right? And with a book that meant it's meant to convince them of something, right. of of inclinations, with illustrations that show them how to disrobe and re-robe in if in in cross dressing clothes, with illustrations right. that won an award. Oh, oh God. Yeah, Morgan points out strip clubs are illegal in Vermont, but wait, is that even true? I didn't even know that strip clubs were illegal, but Drag Morgan, Queen Story a, Hour strip, isn't. There was a strip joint in um, Barrie, Vermont, that my brother and I, it may, maybe it wasn't full strip, but there was, I know this for uh, a a reason that involves the police, I will say, from, 1900, <laughs> from 1990 and 7. Um, uh, Morgan says Christmas card about pa- Tom in the St. Polly girl outfit. Actually, one year for Halloween, I dressed as Tom. Mm. I was pregnant and I dressed. I got us matching shirts and I got me a wig and I dressed as Tom. Yeah, for that Halloween. was great. I think that pretty much made my friends just want to throw up. And... <laughs> but but you know what? The thing is that so I was thinner then than I am now. So there's no way I was that this. Yeah, I was much thinner. Then. I was not. Yeah, I was probably in the two fifties now. I don't think 60s? so. I don't, I don't think so. Who oh, no one cares. <clears throat> um, but uh, and the, the other thing is, is like anybody who's playing this game as if something good is happening like when you expose kids to twerking right mentally ill 45 year old <laughs> men <clears throat> anybody who's playing the game as if it's something good I can't and that's half this country I can't trust them with any decision if right. they're able to make that decision right it's because like, you're so well, delusional yes you might as well be a furry just go there because you're you've decided to LARP in as part of your reality, right? And in just to show everybody, like, I'm, well, like the same with the people who sit here and write long, elaborate threads about how it's not true that boy or like Atlantic articles or whatever about how it's not true that boys are actually better at sports. They've just had like more resources invested in boys' sports, and like actually they made. Uh, they split up the genders in sports because women were better at sports and they just wanted to keep them out to keep them from winning everything like it's those articles that make me think like the human mind is capable of such self-deception it's not even funny I mean like it makes me not even trust anything I think because because obviously the human brain is capable of believing completely out of out of reality stuff just absolute insanity like if you can believe that if you can believe that men are not better at sports than women then like you or that you know it's fine to have the adult man twerking to the little kids or whatever it is that you believe if if you can convince yourself that then really you can convince yourself of anything of really of anything like you can definitely you know you understand how the holocaust happened like how people are able to convince themselves crazy things and like go along with stuff because it's true it's absolute insanity <sighs> anyway it's below zero outside and the club is deserted except for three women wearing g-string panties and barely their bikini tops they teeter over a stained old pool table in strappy four-inch platform shoes with towering spike heels the bartender also female but in jeans and a flannel shirt and two dudes bouncers i assume round out the house crowd the glowing board advertises orgasms for six bucks i guess that's a drink Scrawled in paint marker that shifts from green to the, this is uh, the uh, Planet Rock in ba- in Barry, which is now the Bada Bing. So that's I guess as close as it gets to being 
a uh, angel approaches the counter and stretches out in front of us, thumbs hooked into her panties. She gyrates her hip, hips. Nobody's, I, I don't think, totally. Uh... Another girl walks up behind us. She leans on the bar, holding a tiny, honey-hued chihuahua. Hi. Hi, I say, looking at the dog. Have you, have you ever met the stripper puppy? I giggle, awaiting an introduction. No, I haven't. <laughs> she got up on the pole with a little help from her mom. Ah, I say, so it might be a really? She really did. Wow, peering at the chihuahua with my biggest V-Day grin, I ask. What's your name? Her name is Callie. It's a, okay. This so, is, yeah, this is not going the way I, I wanted to tell you. Story. So, Go ahead. Um, you can tell that the chattering classes are a little worried that all this Nick Fuentes, Kanye stuff is going to help Ron DeSantis because they just came out with a new ostensibly profile that attempts to slam him oh no which i find really entertaining was he rude during a car ride in college <laughs> he said say instead of tie governor Ron DeSantis has a growing store of admirers this includes many who have watched the cantankerous floridian only from afar they've heard glowing things this is in the this is in the atlantic by the way this is uh mark Leibovich. i don't know i don't know who that is uh, they've heard glowing things. He was the biggest winner of an otherwise dark election cycle for Republicans. He has impeccable bona fides as a Donald Trump disciple without being Trump himself. This has made the DeSantis the GOP's hottest molecule. He's full MAGA without the high drama. He's terrorizing all the right targets while Trump keeps blowing himself up in new and creative ways. He's Trump with a brain, goes the whispered refrain among DeSantis aides. This clearly drives Trump nuts. Always a noble goal. The question is whether DeSantis's presidential hopes will perish as he starts getting out more on the Iowa-New Hampshire dating apps. People who know him better and have watched him longer are skeptical of his ability to take on the former president. DeSantis, they say, is no thoroughbred political athlete. He can be awkward and plodding, and Trump tends to eviscerate guys like that. He was standoffish in general, the Virginia Republican Barbara Comstock, a former House colleague of DeSantis's, told me. A strange, no-eye-contact oddball, Rick Wilson, a Republican media consultant. Oh, is that what he is? Yes. Is that what Rick Wilson is? Republican media consultant, huh. a.k.a. Lincoln Project scammer, never Trump, insane person. Confederate flag con uh, possessing guy. <laughs> yeah. So he, he, thinks, he thinks Ron DeSantis is an oddball, so... I'd rather have my teeth pulled without anesthetic than be on a boat with Ron DeSantis, says Max Stepanovich, a Tallahassee lobbyist who set sail from the GOP over his revulsion for Trump and his knockoffs. So all you can find is a bunch of people who quit the GOP, a Tallahassee lobbyist who quit the GOP because of Trump. That's what you've DeSantis got. This was a total jerk. Uh, I don't want to be Anthony a... Weiner, New Yorker. <laughs> I don't want to be on a boat with him, says the Tallahassee lobbyist. Wow. This Sorry, is don't go on a boat with him. Devastated. <laughs> to sum up, DeSantis is not a fun and convivial dude. <laughs> he prefers to keep his earbuds in. His step away from the vehicle vibes are strong. Um, by the way, is any of this a, a bad thing? <laughs> this is fantastic. Does he sniff anybody's hair? Does he do that? <laughs> to stipulate, writes The Atlantic, none of this is necessarily disqualifying. <laughs> no, it's cool. I mean, it, it is pretty much fair. I mean, he's pretty much done, but... 
Um, but no shortage of alleged heavyweights have entered previous primary races only to reveal themselves as decidedly not ready for primetime or even late night C-SPAN. This person thinks they're so clever. It really bothers me. What a takedown. <clears throat> Uh, I think he's going to run into some challenges. Carlos Curbelo, former Republican congressman from Florida who served with DeSantis in the House, told me. It's that question that often comes up in politics, the question of would you want to have a beer with him? This is a big time cliche, of course, but it does feel pertinent. Will he grow on voters like a catchy song or like mold? DeSantis has this robotic quality that he has to shed, Curbelo said. How long ago was he in the House, by the way? Didn't he get elected in like the Tea Party? Time? I guess so. Like a but, long time ago, he was but, in the house. But Alice, the takedown quote, I think he's going to have some challenges, is not exactly <laughs> devastating. Everything else checks the box. He is smart and competent and committed to his ideology. He just has to humanize himself. Uh, yeah, all the 71 million people voted for Trump. The first thing they thought is friendly. Mm -hmm. We want something on a debate it. stage. All Trump's strengths go to DeSantis's weaknesses, says the Tallahassee lobbyist from earlier. Trump has energy and presence. DeSantis is dour and doesn't improvise particularly well. People who are appropriately sycophantic to Trump swear he possesses a certain charm and charisma. Even those who are eager to vouch for DeSantis don't say this about him. He would launch any charm offensive unarmed. My sense is that Trump would gut DeSantis with a dull deer antler, said Stepanovich, who has a taste for violent animal metaphors. He also predicted that Trump would club DeSantis like a baby seal. <laughs> so, I mean, it goes on. It complains. DeSantis, like Trump, the article says, DeSantis has a feral, shameless quality. <laughs> DeSantis showed a remarkable willingness to prostrate himself before the then-president, even by the cringy standards of Trump-era... I accidentally clicked a link in the article. Even by the cringy standards of the Trump era. It's, I mean, it's incredible. Earbuds. Wow, he likes to keep his earbuds in. Not that that's necessarily disqualifying. The problem for, for these people is earbuds or not, or um, don't lean in my car attitude. Uh, step away from the vehicle. Step away from the vehicle attitude, not particularly fun. <laughs> people saw him in a crisis perform incredibly. So they've already seen the DeSantis commercial in real life. Right, he's like, actually the governor. You want to see what he's going like, to be like? You wait. It's like, no, we've been seeing what he's like. We, <laughs> yeah, we, we he's, like he's running like. a whole state where yeah. they elected, re-elected him by 20 more points than they elected him by the first time. So obviously it's working. Like, I don't understand this. Like, but will the voters really like him? Like, <laughs> the ones who do know him kind of do seem to like him. Sorry, Rick Wilson. Jesus. <laughs> All right, should we do the chat chat? Sure, let's go to the chat chat. All right. Let's see. Hey, Burn Barrel Crew. Good day. Why do I? Why do I even go out of my way? Why? Why? I don't get it. Why do I go out of my way? Anyway, is it because Tom, we didn't play the suicide. Tuesday movie pitch Tom's yesterday? Don't suicide. Tom, don't suicide. Did I? Was I say I was going to commit suicide? I talked about the Canada suicide thing the other day. Maybe oh yeah, yeah. no suicides. No suicides. Alice. Hi. Alice. Alice. Alice, Alice, 
Alice, pay attention to me, Alice. Leave me alone. <laughs> I'm trying to fix the camera. Ooh. Ooh, I like that. I like that. I think that, to me, that's a takeoff on... on our episode two days ago. So... Well, I know. So, small update on that. So, uh, the parent did um, text me back 24 hours after the time she was supposed to bring our kid home. And was like, oh my god, I completely, like, didn't realize we were just in a panic. And, like, her kid had an issue and she took her home. And I didn't... I showed you my return text her. I didn't say it was fine. Because it's, like, really not fine. So, like, what are you going to say? So I think that was a takeoff on this, Alice. Oh. God, I love these fries. <laughs> you love them so much, why don't you marry them? <laughs> Can I have some? Um, sure, Cindy, go ahead. Oh, God, these are good. Uh, Cindy, can you leave some for us? <laughs> I thought you were um, trying to lose weight. Lay off me, I'm starving! That is, of course, a great Adam Sandler, Chris Farley, and David Spade. That's what I think, Alice. That's what I okay. think that is. All righty. Um, ready for the musica? Almost, because I was trying to finish my thing that I was saying about yeah. the uh, thing. I didn't Please, say it dear. was totally fine, but I did say, like, you know, I was kind of late, but we figured it out. And, like, I hope your kid's okay. And, like, you know, Don't I didn't say. hope too much. Don't bond so that you're sucked into a. No, I didn't. And I, di- like I say, I did not say, like, oh, it's totally fine. Totally get it. These things happen. Like, I didn't say anything like that because it is, like, kind of. Learn from men, Alice. The worst thing in the world is to be a shoulder to lean on. Worst thing in the world. Better to be alone than to <laughs> be at the mercy of someone's roller coaster of emotions. You see? <laughs> I have a scar on my forehead now. <laughs> Proves just that my point. Thank you so much for listening, everybody. Even through all the shattuck ups and downs, we appreciate you. We appreciate you, Patreon listeners. If you want to join the Patreon listeners in the live chat, you can do that. Let's go with the chat chat, too. Okay? And the chat chatters. Justin, thank you. Justin is consistent on the chat chat. Everybody else is here, there, here, there, scattershod. Just take, you know what? We do a show every day. You can leave a message every day. Oh, How about that? That's correct. And by the way, Chat Chatters, perhaps there's a little bit of Chelsea Fire Wicked Hot Is it going to be the... Future. Maybe we should change the name from the, the Chat Chat to the Chelsea Ooh. Chelsea Fire Hot Sauce Hotline. Ooh, Wicked Hot Sauce Hotline. Very nice. Says, maybe it, it should be the Chelsea Caliente. Fire Wicked Hotline. It says Moi Caliente, Alice. Maybe just the Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. It also says warning. Do you get hot- it? The Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. Ooh, Allison. Nice. See? Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline. I love it. <laughs> anyway, uh, you can do that at patreon.com slash burn barrel. The chat chat is free. You can do that anytime. The Chelsea Fire Wicked Hotline is free. That is at burnbarrelpodcast.com. There's a red button where you can leave a message. Get it? Red button. See? Uh, and uh, talk to us on social media. C'est la vie.
Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.